Hi, you've entered a world of pain, suffering, and misery. Welcome to Fear and Loathing on the Turntable. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. And for the next 38 to 69 minutes, we'll be asking this sad, carbon-based, sentient life form about some songs that they think are shitty. And tonight I have with me... John Mathias. Hi, John. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Matt? All right. So, uh, who are you? Where are you from? What's going on with you? How's your life? What are you doing here? <laughs> Answer in that order. Uh, who am I? Is now! you said first, John Mathias. <laughs> John <laughs> Mathias is my name. That's... M-A-T-H-I-A-S, ma'am, or sir. What's your, what's your social security number? Credit card? Yeah, I actually lost my ATM card <laughs> yesterday, and I had to report it this morning. Damn it. I think I left it in the ATM machine and just drove off like a nincompoop. Yeah, that's that's pretty nincompoopy. So if anybody's in Long Branch, New Jersey, where I'm from, and they found some old card with my wife's name on it, uh, please turn it in. No, but anywho, uh, I live in Long Branch, New Jersey, uh, formerly from Brooklyn, where we're recording at this moment. You you, you were born in Brooklyn? No, not born there. Uh, born in uh, the Washington, D.C. area, Maryland, okay. Bethesda. Grew up in Bethesda and uh, moved to Brooklyn. Where were you in Brooklyn? Park Slope. Oh, nice. Yeah. Back when it was ghetto. No. I got, mean, the, I got there right when it was nice and preppy. They were like, all right, John. Oh, yeah, as an adult, like yeah. post-college. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it was already nice. Yeah, then. Okay. yeah, they were like, it's all right, John, come on. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, now I live with my wife, who's a uh, very talented and amazing jewelry designer. And we have a store down there in Ocean Grove where we sell jewelry and hats and stuff like that. What's it called? Mermaid Haberdashery. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Ocean Grove, New Jersey. You do realize that a haberdasher is uh, a peddler of men's notions. Yeah, but we're here. Okay. This is the mermaid's haberdashery, and we're in a I non-binary see. mermaid shop. Yeah, dude, do your own thing. Sure. <laughs> so I'm just pointing out that, you know, they're... Anyway, uh, so, yeah. What's your relationship with music? Like... Okay, so... Uh, what, what did you grow up listening to? Do you play? Yeah. What's going on with you? You know. So yeah, I'm a musician and um, been playing something since I was in about the sixth grade. Just, you know, started on harmonica, <coughs> guitar. That was harmonica was your first. Harmonica instrument. was my first thing. You're just a regular harmonica. Right. Like, it was in a scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. C, yeah, C. I think I got the, there was a book called like uh, harmonica for there was, oh there was like yo yo for clut or juggling for klutzes and there was ears harmonica for klutzes, and it was like it came with a honer harmonica. Nice. Uh, in the key of C and yeah. uh, and a little instruction book and yeah that was my first thing and then my mom got me an acoustic guitar for Christmas like eighth grade maybe started playing then. So eighth grade, so you're like what thirteen? Yeah, and the first thing I played and I didn't know how to play, but somehow it just came out of me was the bass line to Chicago. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, so I. 25 or 6 to 4. Was it that? Yeah. But so I grew up I grew up with music in the house. There was a lot of Willie Nelson, which makes it sound like I'm ultra hip, but my dad had a few Willie Nelson records. So good. And he had, and guy. he was like, he was cool because he was into like, 
old blues too. Like we had this double record of like weird old blues stuff, like Delta blues and Chicago blues. So I heard a lot of that. But then I also heard I was just telling you before, like my older sister was really into Bowie and Rocky Horror and right. Meatloaf, right. who I know you're a fan of. And uh, so I heard a lot of that. I oh, heard a lot of that out of hell. Meatloaf. I like the guy. I think as a person, as an actor, he's great. But some of those records, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. If one more ex-girlfriend <laughs> played that for me, yeah, I was gonna murder somebody. Yeah. Fucking a. Murder? She really? Yeah, yeah. So and then, uh, my older brother. I was the youngest of five, so I Damn. had, I had uh, my oldest sister was not into music so much, so we'll just give her a pass. And then my middle sister was um, the one who was into Bowie and all that glam rock and stuff, and she was cool. That's a great foundation. That's a great thing to do like this one. Yeah. So, and then my brother was into Springsteen and reggae, so I like both those things still. <laughs> not together, but you know. Right. You should do a so, mashup band, you know? <laughs> Uh, Springsteen, uh, just, uh, Marley. Just yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. So what's going on with you now musically? Like, okay. what, are you, what are you listening to? What are you playing? Yeah, so I play bass and I sing and I write songs. And I'm, uh, I'm playing right now with um, uh, the 40 Pound Hound is my band. Uh-huh. And uh, that's uh, with Dwayne Hutter. Yeah. And, um, and we do uh, heavy rock and, um, you know, originals and blues rock and stuff like that. And some covers. It's a good band. I've heard it. Thank you. All right, let's listen to some uh, shitty music. So first up here, uh, Sounds good. you get some, you get some Floyd, but it's not uh, the classic Floyd. It's, uh, uh, yeah. it's, it's post Waters. Yeah. Learning to fly. Yeah, we've got, we've come out of the water. We've evolved. <laughs> when Pink Floyd got dry. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's cue this up and see uh, why why you're hating on this. Do you have any uh, uh, thoughts about this before we listen to it? Um, I'll just say that I walked in the snow to the mall, Mazza Gallery. What's up, Chevy Chase, Maryland? How you doing? Um, to get this when it came out, and um, I walked home, and then I was all soaking wet, and just like from some old timey movie, I put the record down on top of our old radiators. <laughs> and, um, I came down later that day to realize like oh it was all warped. Oopsie! And I was like oh, I still listened to it and it sounded terrible. But this you know this should sound a little better. I don't know. Maybe your old copy was better. You should have brought it with you. <laughs> we could see. All right, let's listen. <laughs> Harking back to the old Floyd days of having an atmosphere. Oh, I just hate this production right off the bat. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Oh, who's that guy who's married to Shania Twain? Toby Keith? <laughs> I don't know. No, the big producer that did um, Def Leppard. Mutt Lang? Yeah, it sounds like Mutt Lang. All that reverse reverb and such. So on this record, Roger Waters was just like, nah, you can have it. He wasn't on it at all, right? No, his last record was the final cut. Right. What is this, the division bell? Uh, no. I'm sure real Pink Floyd fans right now are tearing their hair out if they're listening to this. They're like, a bunch of jerks. Uh, Delicate Sound of Thunder? No, that's the live thing. Maybe it is the division bell. I thought it was before that. 
think it might have been yeah, called Learning to Fly. Mm, no, really? That's the that's the album title. I mean, it's very smooth. It's kind of like I think it's cool for a certain kind of drug that I don't do. <laughs> I just imagine. Oh, oh, you know what else I have to say about this? And I don't want this to sound politically incorrect or whatever, but there's a certain annoying thing about old rock guys getting the trio of backup singers of African-American ladies right. together to do like that sort of soul trio background. Right. And it, it's a lot of like old, like Don Henley and like old Pink Floyd. And I feel like it's a production... I guess Pink Floyd made it work really well when they did um, when they collaborated on Great that lady in the sky. that did uh, uh, yeah, yeah yeah like on uh, eighty seven was a bad year for music. The eighties in general were a bad decade for music, unless you're a punk fan and metal fan. I guess you're right. No, there's good pop hits though. But Pink Floyd. Yeah, like, but and I'm I'm coming around to that. Like I'm starting to realize that Flock of Seagulls. I just saw this video the other day. I was on uh, night flight, I think, and it was it was a Dave Gilmore song. I've that's still on. No, I have this like oh, subscription. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Night Flight. Yeah. Send me some stuff. Um. So it was a David Gilmore video I've never seen before, and he was like rocking. A guitar solo. He was on top of some sort of like heli. There was like a helicopter park next to him, and he was just like, you know, wearing this like blousy pink shirt and like this white pants. Just like gets down on his knees on this helipad and he's just like wailing on the strap. Yeah. I was like, what? You've lost your way, David. But he looks like in the video, he's like my age that I'm now. You know what I mean? And I'm like, right, right. This guy would be like at my daughter's school, like, you know, right. If I lived in a nicer <laughs> in England, yeah, sure. <laughs> Anyway, so so what? So, yeah, I, I mean, I think we covered some of it, but I mean, I think what, Pink Floyd was so great, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is just so like, all right, they're phoning it in. Right. I mean, I get it. It's like, what else are you gonna do? It's pretty awesome being a recording star, I'm sure. Uh, so why not try to do another tune in, or another yeah. record? But yeah. uh, you know, it just like it feels like it's got that recycled riff from sort of like. Ooh, I need a dirty woman. And, and yeah, totally, totally. I hear that. Yeah. It's like you heard that before, and um, and the lyrics are so. I don't think I don't know if he was a good lyric writer. I think wasn't Roger Waters kind of like the better lyric. Yeah, but you know, David Gilmore had he did Run for Your Life right on the wall, and uh, yeah. Yeah, early earlier, uh, he wrote a lot of lyrics. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He could. I mean, Roger Waters obviously was the strong songwriter, and 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 Gilmore was the stronger player, yeah, and arranger, and understood music better. Oh, yeah, a lot of it might just come down to production. I think that um, you might be right. Like if that song I, yeah, had been I think, done with like an organ right. and like a room sound, and like maybe there was like some, and you got Waters back some in fuzz on it you know? to write better lyrics and sing it. Yeah. It could be a good Pink yeah. Floyd song. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the harmony and melody. The, the song itself is a decent melody and a decent, you know, but yeah, the, I think it's the production that It doesn't need me. the gospel backgrounds. I mean, I love, you know, right. gospel music's great, but like, I just feel like that's always just like, and it's on another one of my picks too. And like, sometimes it's awesome. The Stones do it a lot. And like, a lot of bands do, you know, I mean, 
You feel like it's a form of uh, cultural appropriation? I don't. I'm that... not that kind of like. I wouldn't go there, but okay. like a little bit, mm-hmm. a little. Mm, I'm, I mean, not not necessarily because I mean everyone's digging the music and it, does, it doesn't matter. Right, but like right. you know, like the people recording it probably were digging it and like it. And it's it's not like Led Zeppelin ripping off Robert Johnson for the first two albums. Yeah, so. it's not like anyone. You know, it's like people got paid to like record and make music and they liked it, so it's honestly the problem. But like. Um, it just seems like a tr- like a production gimmick to make the singer have more gravitas because it does give it more. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a production trick. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a uh, it's, it's a, bit just of a certain like aging trickery, aging trickery. white you know classic rock star <laughs> kind of move. All right, we're coming up on a classic here, man. Classic. I might need to get some weed for this. What's the trouble? <laughs> Are you trying to get me intoxicated? No. I'm just making it available. You know, so you can be where you want to be. Thank you, sir. I, I don't know what the next one is. I'm kind of... Um, really? You, uh, I, you, I, I, me, you told me before and you I... you uh, hear me singing it out there? Uh, no. Okay, good, good. It should be a surprise. It's a it's, classic. It's, it's Oh, I think I know, but you, you, you brought up some Skinner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sweet Home Alabama. Controversial. Here we go again. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is it? I mean, at this point, like, this is a frequency hate, right? Like, it's not a bad song. Yeah. But you've heard it so many times. I think that's what it is. And I think bad. it's the cover bands I've seen do it. Oh, and they ruin it. Like, the original is actually a good song. Like, these guys were good players. Yeah. They were a good band. Yeah, uh, a little too much stars and bars in the, in the advertisements, but whatever. It was the '70s. Yeah, it was the '70s, and I don't think that stuff was really like being waved around by like jerks as much. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there no, was, like, no, I don't think they were. No, but it's like um, I just you're right. I've heard it too many times, um, <coughs> and. Funny enough, though, before we hear it, like, it, I know it's a reference to Neil Young in there, but I love Southern Man, but the song that I think they're also talking about is Alabama, you know, by Neil Young, do you know that one? Yeah. That's a, that's a shitty song. And I was gonna, I wanted to throw that in there, too, but, like... We'll dial it up if you want to. It's like, because have you heard it? He's like, he's talking to Alabama, like, he's like, whoa, Alabama, it's like, like what is wrong with you? It's like you can talk to us. It's like it's like you got the whole union yeah, behind you. Yeah. But it's kind of like, come on, niece uh, with an addiction problem or something. <laughs> <laughs> Where you have all your uncles and aunts here. Right, 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 like, right, right. Condescending. So I think that's what they're reacting against. They're like, we don't need you around anymore. So turn it up. Let's hear it. Here we go again. It's a great production, though. This is like a nice sound. Yeah, if Pink Floyd did their song like this, I'd be good. Let, let's get, let's go in the Wayback Machine, get Leonard Skinner to record "Learning to Fly," and redeem both bands. There you go. In one production.
And I have a, a thing with the South because my wife is Southern, so I go down to Tennessee every year, once or twice, and like, right. that's been for like 20, 25 years. Right. So you know these people. They're not all rednecks. They're not all assholes. No. They're not all racists. No, they're all assholes. But they're not- <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. No, I'm just kidding. I'm glad I live so far north. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, of course. Everybody's the same. They just sound different. But. You know, Here we go again with the gospel choir. I know, but they sound better on this, right? Like, it sounds more like well, everyone's having a good time. It's appropriate because they're from the south. They could just go to the local church and go, girls, come in here, sing a song. Sure. David Gilmore, not so much. (laughs) So apparently what they're saying there is boo, boo, boo. You know, they're like, in Birmingham, they love the governor, the bad governor who is Uh pro-segregation. Is that right? Yeah, and they said boo, boo, boo. But seeing like bands, cover bands up north playing this always makes me feel like a little bit weird. I think that's what it is. Like, I don't like to see a band in New Jersey playing this because I'm like, you know, uh, they're so picky about uh, in the South. Like, if you're from Alabama or if you're from Tennessee, like, they take it really seriously. Yeah. So for you to be from New Jersey and be like, Alabama, seems a little weird. Like, this may be a form of cultural appropriation. Yeah, I would think so. I would not feel... Even though it's American, as a northerner, maybe you ought not to be playing this. That's how I feel, and I think that... Especially because it's deep south. Yeah, it's Bama. It's, yeah, it's not... Yeah. I go to Knoxville, which is, like, eastern, almost, you know, like, close to Virginia. Like, yeah. It's not... It's I've not, been, yeah. It's not... My, my wife calls it Dixie down there. That's not Dixie and in East Tennessee, but yeah. Alabama's Dixie. Yeah. And it's a different vibe, and it's like, you know, it's close-knit. People are like, I'm from here. And if you're from, like, New Jersey, you're singing like, Salsa blue, yeah, tell me true. Seems a little weird. Well, it's become this sort of national anthem, you know? They, they you know, and they play it at sporting events, and that's yeah. kind of ruined it, too. Uh... And who but knows? You know what? I don't think these guys wrote the song. Oh yeah, to be an anthem. Oh, like, I mean, for <laughs> I Alabama. Stop there. Yeah, they didn't write it. But I don't think they thought it was going to be as big as it was. You're right. Like they're like, let's do another tune. Yeah. It probably helps that it had the Neil Young disc. Because you know he was a big star. But yeah, you're right. I mean, this is a good band. There's nothing wrong with this song. You're right. This is the this is it's, the it's what, I don't want to hear this song again song. It's a frequency hate. It's what other people have done with it. They played it too much, not only on the radio, but in, in shitty bars. You know what? If you go for a long time without hearing a song like that, and then you hear it again like in your car or whatever, you right. can be like, Oh, that's a good song. Like Freebird, if you can avoid it for like a year, you hear it again. Like, right. Oh, it's good. Stay to heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a good guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sweet Home Alabama, uh, by which segues nice into the uh, the one we're about to hear, which is uh, Stephen Stills' song. Oh. Love the one you're with. Yeah, whatever, man. Same era, same kind of, I mean, what is he? He's Canadian. Yeah. But still very, I guess. still very country-based, still very country rock-based. So it, it kind of, this, this, this works. 
Yeah, I, don't, I think his style is cool. I don't think he's like. I don't. I like Stephen Stills. I think he's a really good lead guitar player yeah, too. I love he a lot used of to do Stills some of those. Uh, he would he would turn the tone all the way down on his Telecaster and like put some fuzz on there and do these real Tony solos. Yeah. Very cool shit. Yeah, and I like how he plays with Neil Young. All right, so let's hear it. All right. Again, this is cool production. I like this sound. Oh yeah, totally that seventies. He sounds like he's maybe been up a little bit too long. A little gravelly voice. It's like he's kind of like in this tune. He's sort of like the evil hippie that just wants to mack on the girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Again, and again with, maybe I have a thing for that. Yeah. Maybe I'm just like, oh come on. I it works about, here I though. Again, that. it works. <laughs> in every song. But it was a big thing in the '70s, you know. Yeah. Like what was that Doobie Brothers song? Uh, uh, I was gonna put Doobie Brothers on here. Uh, Jesus is just all right with me. Yeah. Jesus is just all right. Oh yeah. I always thought he was talking to a girl, like a perspective, and she's like, I have a boyfriend. And he's like, hey. No, I don't think, I don't think that's it. No, that's it. Uh, is it? Or I think he's saying to like a, a woman out there. You thought he was telling. Oh, that's way creepier. <laughs> I hadn't considered that. <laughs> that's what that I is way it was. creepier. I thought it was more like a, well, she got away. Just stick with the one you got. It's good enough. And that's a little psychologically irresponsible. Like, just settle. Love the one you're with. Well, you could be talking to both sexes. And like... But that's interesting that you brought a whole different perspective. What's to he it. saying in these parts? Oh, who cares? <laughs> it might hold the keys. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. There's a clip of him playing with um, Crosby, Stills, Nash and & Young and Tom Jones. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And Stephen Stills is out of his mind playing the organ and singing. I think he might have played this organ. This is very Crosby, Stills & Nash here. I met him when I was a kid. Did you? Did he kick you in the nuts? No, my oh. my friend uh, my friend's family is friends with him, so uh, we got to go backstage and meet them. Right. All right, let's analyze these lyrics for a second. If you're down and confused, nice man, and don't remember who you're talking to, always a good start. Yeah, concentration slips away because mm -hmm. your baby's so far away. Uh, well, there's a rose in a fisted glove. <laughs> is that what he says? Yes. And the eagle flies with the dove. If you can't be with the one you love, honey, love the one you're with. Yeah, it, it seems more like a cheating song. Yeah. Don't be angry. Don't be sad. Don't sit crying over good times you had. There's a girl right next to you, and she's just waiting for something to do. Oh, so he's talking to a guy. Yeah. As long as we're being old-fashioned about it. But what is the, the rose in a fisted glove just seems a little... It's a little creepy. Yeah, it's a little aggressive. So I had it completely. Like wrong. if you're gonna, if you first of all, if you're gonna be have a fist, a rose fisted, the thorns are cutting your hand, and and it's, I don't know, it's angry. 
So our interpretations of it weren't really all that different. It was like, I was thinking that he was saying to a woman like, hey, I know you got a boyfriend, but what about me? And you're, and what it really is he's saying to a guy like, hey, forget your girlfriend, what about her? Right. <laughs> Which is worse, I don't know. Turn your heartache right into joy. <laughs> She's a girl and you're a boy. There you go. Get together, Means make nothing. it nice. Ain't gonna need any more advice. <laughs> no, I'm gonna need some more, please. And there's a rose. Continue. With a fisted glove. <laughs> and the glove. And the eagle flies with the dove. <laughs> In a world where the eagle flies with the dove. <laughs> one man. <laughs> one glove. One fist. One rose. <laughs> Two fists. Do, 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 do. This Christmas. Two fists. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Anyway, that song always kind of bugged me. We have fun. We do. Yeah, I, yeah. I never, you know, I'm one of those guys. I, I listen to music first and lyrics last. So oh. sometimes, if I'm not a big fan of of whatever I'm listening to, I never really inspect the lyrics. But in this case, uh, I'm a yeah. It was worth it. I'm the I'm kind of the opposite. I'm a I'm a lyrics guy. You're a lyrics guy first. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people are like that. Yeah, that's why I think I like, you're one or the other. You know, that's why I like Dylan. I think. Oh yeah, you know. But then, but then there's somebody like Tom Waits who, uh, yeah. No, I I I was into him a little bit when I was younger, and then I never really got past like a couple records. But um, now his his sound just kind of irks me. Why so? It's just too, it's too much one thing. I don't really feel like hearing it again. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once in a while, I do. Yeah. I like Rain Dogs and uh, well, Swordfish Trombones. And those, those are the two. Big those ones, are the two big yeah. ones. That's when he shifted his sound from his old cabaret. sort of jazz balladeer cabaret thing, yeah. and uh, yeah, and did more. And like, went more of a Captain Beefheart route. Yeah, and I like that sound for yeah, the band. Yeah. But he 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 departed from that as well. You know, with, with albums like uh, Bone Machine. That's great. When Frank's Wild Years is great. You know, yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. a huge Tom Waits fan. Don't let me sell you, sell him to you. I, uh, well, I, maybe I need to go back and pay him some uh, respects. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Or not. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Sorry. Sorry, Tom, if you're listening. No one cares. Uh, let's see. Next up, where are we going? Where are we going next? What's, 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 what's happening? Next? Where's, this, where's this train stopping? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Ah. All right, I'm going to need a whiskey for this one. This is... <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, this is... These I mean, are the breaks. You, I'm glad you brought this song in, but fuck, it's going to be... A so far, these are all... <laughs> people are probably like, I like this song. Yeah, no, most of these are pretty good. It's hard to pick songs that are really bad. It started out as a party, but turned into... A case of the missing case. Groovy shindig. Son of a bitch. This is a song and a band that I have never cared for. Uh, 
Bon Jovi. Uh, Jersey's Pride. Yeah. What's he from? Sayreville? I think so. Something like that. Living on a Prayer. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my next door neighbors, they have a, a pool. So their house is kind of party central. Oh, uh, and they play this a lot. They have a um, they have a PA system just for their home, kind of like you have behind you there for your recording studio. Right. And um, overkill for a, a personal space. Totally. Right. Because because obviously you've heard what they're enjoying. Well, yeah. And my other neighbors on the other side just have like one of those outdoor speakers, and they uh, they both kind of compete for their own like sound <laughs> zones, and I'm in the center. So so you can hear both equally. So yeah. For so the and one has an above ground pool. It w- and never has anyone over. And the other side has like an in-ground pool and is always like party central with all these kids. Right. And so the people with the in-ground pool have the PA system. And um, they're blasting like this and um, scorpions and, um, you know, some white snake and some. But not like good scorpions, like no, rocky, rocky like a hurricane. Rocky like a hurricane. Right. Not it, like the old. 70s scorpions with Uli John well, I have to say, like, actually I, kick ass. I like half of the music they're playing usually because I'm like, okay, yeah, I could hear some, um, well, maybe not half, but uh, well, know, except, once in a while it'd be Judas Priest, you know, like breaking the law. Or Dio, oh, which may you know, We're up to the witch. We will never, 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 never come home. You can release yourself, but the only way to go is down. Nice. I'll be like mowing my lawn in the summertime, and I'm hearing that coming over the fence, like blasting. And I'm just like, we're all for the first time. If we're evil or divine, we're the last in. Great writing. Just a weird, like, and a good production, except for those keyboard sounds. What were they thinking? You might come around. But we digress. All right, what's what's up next? Well, we haven't heard Bon Jovi yet. Ow, 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 ow. Put yourself in a frame of mind. In a world where John Bon Jovi is actually liked by people. <laughs> oh, he's, he's world famous, man. I heard a podcast with his uh, keyboard player not long ago. Seemed like a nice guy. I don't want to shit on him personally. No, I'm sh- and I'm sure Richie Sambora is a nice guy. All these, it, it's him I have a problem with. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen that documentary about him? Oh God. It's like Bruce. Spr- I mean, I'm sorry. I'm a big Bruce fan. Sure. I, I know how ham-fisted he is. Lots of respect for Bruce. I know how hammy he is, but yes. you got to hand it to him. His first seven albums or whatever, you know. Amazing. Gold. Nebraska? Yeah. Great record. Yeah. But he has a Born way. to run? Amazing. But he writes, he writes lyrics. See, I'm a lyrics guy. Bruce writes good literature, you know, like good lyrics. Yes. You know, like he's a poet. Good, good English. He's, poet. he's the working man's poet. Yeah. Absolutely. He's good at it. I think, in my opinion. This is garbage. This is the same thing, but not as good. <laughs> I think that's giving it way too much credit. I didn't have anything in my life close to that kind of an experience, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody was into uh, 
nobody that was cool was into this kind of music because I'm a big snob. Like, growing up where I did, we were all like, oh, we like R.E.M. Right. You were not a metalhead or a punk, right? You come from a different scene in high school. I, I had a very affected, weird, like, uh, punk thing. Like, at first, I was very anti-punk because I was pro-hippie music. I was into, like, hippie. The dead? I, yeah, because the dead, I, but I wanted to be. You know, no one cares. I, I saw Woodstock on PBS. You know, like they showed... The original, yeah. yeah. they showed the Woodstock movie. Uh-huh. And I, I loved it. And I was going into, like, seventh grade. And so I was like, all right, I'm a hippie. And I, like, <laughs> I got into all that stuff. And I was into, like, uh, Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and The Doors and all that classic stuff. And right. My friend Led had a Led Zeppelin and yeah. The Doors were not exactly hippie music. Oh, I know. But they that, were dark. But I got into that, like, classic rock station. Right, right, right. And then it just all, it led to all that. So when I got to middle school... No one cares what these Americans think about the music, about the art. What do they know? And they were like, oh, yeah, we never do that anyway. We don't like that here. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> like, even this beat, like... Yeah. You it's just, just see the drummer, okay, like, it's just hitting the, lyrics, the bell of the The lyrics ride. are ham-fisted. It's like living on a prayer. Like, it's such a cliche. It's, it's Yeah, it's cheese. Yeah, it's There's cheesy. nothing of substance here. Yeah. There's and, nothing to grab a hold to. It's just fluff. And plus, like, if you're talking about a guy working on the dock, like, I don't picture, like, when I close my eyes, I don't hear, like, a sound that's like... Right, you know right. what I mean? And you want to hear like a slide guitar and a harmonica <laughs> and a, I was working on a dock. Yeah, yeah. Shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really give a shit. Yeah. Um, so I, I sorry, let me just finish this quick thing. So when I got to middle school, I was all hit. I'd rather smoke a cigarette and listen to bad jazz than this podcast. This is stupid. He came to me and he was just like, Hey, hippie kid, or something, and I was like, "What's up, punk kid?" And we kind of had like a little animosity going for a minute there. And I was like, "Why are you into that mean punk music?" <laughs> he was like, "Why are you into that lame hippie stuff?" And I was just like, "Touche!" And then uh, exactly, we went back and forth for a couple times, and then I gave the punk music a chance, and I, li- <laughs> I literally bought Nevermind the Bollocks, and I uh-huh. loved it. Yeah. And then, classic uh, album. Yeah. and then my friend was in, his older sister was into the Clash, and I started listening to that. Loved the Cure right then. Like going to Bunnymen, all that post-punk like pop stuff. Yeah, see the post-punk stuff. I can't. Why am I involved? I have no idea. Uh, next we got. Uh... <sighs> this is the worst one. <laughs> is this the last one? Is this like the? Uh, this is the list? last of the hate songs. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're at what's up. By four non blondes. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to back up my mic on this. I one. just uh, you get ready. I was I had to watch the video too, which is oh. equally as infuriating. Yeah, like what is yeah. up with her wardrobe? Uh-huh. That whole band, and I even uh, felt and and in their defense, I felt the same way about like Pearl Jam, and and uh, Alice in Chains at the time. Like yeah. you guys sound great. What the fuck are you wearing? Right. Even Iron Maiden, like back in the '80s, like they were all into the spandex with high tops. Yeah, it's like really, guys, come on. 
I no. There's always I like the it's always like the drummer or somebody who looks like totally not like into it, you know, that like <laughs> I look right. like the old hair metal days when they all have makeup on, the drummer's just like this hefty like this big dude, you know, he's got right, like, right. like, so, like so his testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. got like lipstick on, he's just like, Fuck my life, like Right. Now he runs a backhoe in like, you know, Wayne, yeah. New Jersey. Like, I don't something. talk to those guys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Totally, totally. <laughs> All right, so here we go. This has got to be the worst. Uh, I don't know. It's one of my least favorite yeah. songs ever. Yeah, well, I know it's a popular hate song. I mean, I, I looked up. Uh, yeah, I looked it up on the internet. And a lot of people feel the same way. Um, no, it's it's annoying. It's I've always hated it, and I used to come home from school and instead of working or like chasing any dreams, I would just watch like an, two hours of VH1. And, Right, and it was always on. It was always on. Like, well, okay, I'll sit through this. Yeah, because maybe there's an accept video. And I, yeah, next and, I went, and I went back and and I like to sing it around the house, and my wife will sing it too at like full volume, like just because you know we're we're home alone a lot, like self-employed. Right, you're dorking out. We're dorking out. We just it's, right. it's fun to really belt this one out. Now my daughter likes to do it. And we watched the video. You've created a monster. We created a monster, total monster. <laughs> She's like a Bette Midler all the time. She's like, yeah, like all all the time. Oh, you should play her some Bette Midler. That would be better. Uh, yeah, yeah, hold, yeah, holding off. Because uh, <laughs> you don't want to hear that either. No. So, so she knows how to do this, and the and the singer, like if you look at the video, she kind of looks um, slightly like uh, like her mom, like my wife. So uh, so we make fun of her for that. But um, but right. wearing like a giant top hat, a leather top hat. Yeah, a big top hat and some combat boots and, and like, aviator goggles. Yeah, on the it's top hat. Steampunk. It's steampunk before. Is steampunk. that is that what it was? Is I, that what that's a nod to? I think so. This okay. This kind of acoustic strumming really annoys me. Yeah, because it's so pedestrian. I hate it also in pop songs when people are like, "It's twenty two. Yeah, like this is every busker. In New York City, in Times Square, and fucking Penn Station. Yeah. It's kind of like a how to play guitar video from like South Korea. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I just picture people in Holland like swaying to this, like not knowing the words, not giving a shit. Just right. Like, yes, Das ist gut, ja? Ah, ja, ja, oh, ja, 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 And then But meanwhile, the that, singing is just like, like yeah. what do you say? The juxtaposition of the lyrical content and the the delivery is right. Like she seems complete departure. She seems completely unstable, and I think that's what's disturbing. <laughs> and see, I'm attracted right. to that, right? But I'm also repulsed by it, <laughs> right? Like, oh, I want to fuck her, but I know that's when the crazy's gonna come out, right? Yeah. It would always be better if Twisted Sister did this song. You know what? If Twisted Sister had done this song and this was just their song and they did it Twisted Sister style and it had like a rad guitar solo, <laughs> right? It might have been a huge hit. Sure. Yeah. All right. So apologies if I meet you. 
I don't quick, think she cares, dude. That's a quick check. There's like me and 12 of my friends are listening to this, so I wouldn't worry about it. I think you got to aim high. All the celebrities we're talking about are going to listen to this. Hashtag David Gilmore. <laughs> Hashtag Leonard Skinner. I know. I can't wait to get the, the hate mail from all this stuff. Oh, she's breaking it down now. Yeah. In the video, they're like playing on playground equipment, like going down yes, it, like yes. combat boots. And you can tell the lead guitar player is like about to throw up because he's like, oh, I'm just going to concentrate on faking this line. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that's like, you know, that's annoying. You know but what? Yeah. your next song uh, kind of brings it back a bit. This is a song that you used to hate that now you like, right? You called it the redemption song. Mm -hmm. And that's Holy Diver by Devo. Not Devo. Devo. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> now we have to cover that and play that next. Well, my bands that I was, I was in a band called Flaming Fire for a few years here in Brooklyn, and shout out to Flaming Fire. They played this song for a couple, a few shows, and uh, we had a lady singer. And so by then, I really liked it. But when I was a kid, my friend and I, uh, the one whose dad knew Stephen Stills, he he had a good. He was a drummer, and he had good music his older sister like cool music but we had the Dio album we had Holy Diver and we we were just like I said we were a bunch of snobs where I lived and we had no idea that it was good music we thought it was a total joke and we just got it because the cover was ridiculous and it had that priest like in the water with you know and the devil yep. it's got yep. like the chain around his neck and he's, mm -hmm. he's the Holy mm -hmm. Diver and he's like going under and we would just laugh about it we'd just be like yo Dio and we'd never put it on <laughs> The once we put it on, like once or twice, and I was just like, "What the hell is this?" But then, like a couple years later, or a few years later, I don't know, I got it on a CD or something, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually awesome." Yeah. But um, yeah. It's but deep. now, you know, I, when I got older, I appreciate it. But when I was a kid, like I just, I had, I, I just dismissed all this kind of metal as like had to be shitty music, which is weird. I know. No, no. I mean, I did the same thing with like things like Billy Joel. Or uh, a lot of, I mean, there was a point in my life where if you had a keyboard player in your band, you sucked. And I know that's a result of Dio. <laughs> and maybe this so song. You were already miles ahead of where I was at. Yeah. Because I was just like, because I was listening, I was listening to punk and metal. And like, if if you had a keyboard player, I'm like talking you, about like 1989. Right. Yeah. So in '89, I was listening to. I don't know what I was listening to. But we're going to hear some Dio. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Holy Diver. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Let's go down. Yeah. I was, Midnight I was just, Sun. This is just to say that, you know, when you're a kid, you think you know what's up. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. It's a fucking idiot. Yeah, don't yes. look at Jake. You better check yourself. Are you a jerk? Like, you know. Right, right. You're looking down on a whole genre of music just because you're like. Oh, my God. I'm metropolitan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Bethesda, darn it. <laughs> that was a bad cut. <laughs> it was just like the production might no, be a little no up. crossfade, just metal now. Go. Oh no, you, you gotta have your lips closed for that. You know what? This guy and Scorpions both terrible hairlines. And like they got away with it. Yeah. See, I know how cheesy it is, but I'm like, I still love that sort of theatrical singing. Which you can, you know. And that drum fill there. 
Like it's so pedestrian, but it works here. Oh, yeah! This is when people still cared about these kind of like guitar solos where they're like, well, I was going up to the other friend, dude! <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But I, I always thought like heavy metal, like I really thought it was going to be scarier than it really is. You know, it's one of those people that was like, like, I kind of fell for the propaganda, like, right, as a little kid. As opposed to somebody like Slayer. Where, like, once you heard it, you were like, oh, this, I, this shit's fucked up. I think I was born in 74, so I think, like, in 84, no, I was, like, 10. I was kind of falling for, like, the, oh, yeah, I shouldn't listen to Judas Priest. That's probably scary and messed up or something, you know? Right, and they were, like, one of the, ni like, the nicest guys ever. Yeah, it's just, like, rock and roll. It's just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like turbo. <laughs> yeah. I'm your turbo lover. Oh, that was a terrible album. Uh, Sorry, I was into Parliament Funkadelic and the Meters. Oh, I love the Meters. Those first four Meters records are amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's. Such I just solid. had the collection. I had like the Rhino Records Funk. Meters thing or something. Yeah, Chicken uh, Sissy Strut. Uh, yeah. The Meters, and, yeah. and there's. And then they did all the studio stuff later with singers and. Right. Well, they worked with the Neville brothers for years. Yeah. Because one of the one of the guys from the Meters is is one of the Neville brothers, right, the keyboard right. player. Yeah. But there's some yeah there's some like radio hits and stuff on the second side of that CD. So next up, we got American Pie by uh, Don <laughs> McLean. Now, is this your? I used to love this song, and now I yeah, hate it. Yeah. Okay. I used to love her, but I had to kill her. This was um, yeah. This was like I can remember being. Like, I think going into the sixth grade or something, and riding in the car with my parents, and this came on the oldie station, and I was mm -hmm. like, "What's this?" And I liked it, and I was like, "It's cool." And I think I maybe I already got my harmonica in it then, and I heard my harmonica. Is there a harmonica on this? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Anyway, I liked the the tune, and my dad or my mom said something from the front seat about like, you know, no one knows what these <laughs> what these lyrics are about, and. Uh, something about Buddy Holly and I was like who's that they were like who's a rock and roll star that died in a plane crash I don't know it was like a total it sounds like a Spielberg movie or like a made for TV movie but like I was like intrigued by that and my 6th grade brain was just like oh this song's gotta be so deep and like I loved it and I, you know but I didn't have it I think I went out maybe I got the tape yeah I got the tape uh, uh -huh. I got the tape from you didn't get a 45 you got a no I got a tape cassette was, single yeah I got a I don't think they had the 45 um Anyway, I, I listened to it a lot. I didn't like any of their songs. And uh, I knew, prided myself on knowing all the words. And I thought they were all super deep. And I remember, yeah. like, I went on a nature hike once at summer camp. And I walked around the lake. And I, the entire time, I sang the song to myself from front to back. And I was so proud of myself oh, for knowing all the words. Yeah. And uh, I'm not the best lyric writer, but I didn't put my neck out there like this guy does right here. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear Don McLean. I hope he's. I hope he has a sweet in-ground pool. A long, long time ago, I can still. I can't remember if I cried. Also, I was talking about this with my friend recently. Like, I don't know if I'm a sociopath. But I don't really feel much when a celebrity dies. I don't feel like. I don't know if I would stop on the doorstep if Buddy Holly died and be like. 
my god. No. I can't go on. That's because, uh... I think that, that exemplifies so that you're not a crazy person. Like, we don't know these people. They're not our family. That's how I feel. Yeah, I'll, when David, sure. I love David Bowie's music so much, but when he died, yeah. I was just like, well, he's kind of old, right? He used to do a lot of coke. <laughs> what? That like, makes sense, right? I mean, like, yeah, yeah. long life. It's so... Is it Canadian? It feels Canadian. He is Canadian. Oh yes. I love it when I call Canadian. I got a I got Kadar. Kadar. Kanukdar. Kanadar. Madonna did a horrible cover of this. It's no. Much, it's much hated. No. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Oh, my God. It, it would be an easy dig. I mean, we I, need to listen to that. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I heard it was an easy dig. Oh, so um, there's a line about Satan laughing with delight because the big bopper and, and Buddy Holly and Richie Valens died in a plane crash. You know the story about Waylon Jennings. Yeah, right? yeah. Like he was supposed to be on that plane. Yeah. And Buddy Holly's like, I hope your bus crashes. He yeah. Goes, I hope your plane crashes. Yeah. That's crazy. I was hanging out with my friend one night with a bunch of people, and I was uh, smoking a pipe. Um, and instead of a spit take, I did a uh, what do you call it? If it's the uh, flame, a cough take, a flaming take, a um, cough yeah. take. I just recently threw out a shirt that I owned because it had a burn hole in it. And it was from that night when he, we were talking about how much this song sucked and he said, uh, Satan laughing with delight. But he was just like, yeah, right. Like the devil's out there going like, or down there going like, ah, yes, I've got the big bopper now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just did it like a, and like fire went into the air. <laughs> Satan Satan was like Give me the big bopper Give me Richie, Richie Valens Yeah Para Para La Bamba Speaking of controversies I heard Garrison Keillor Once like refer to Like in a skit Or like in a letter Or something on that show Refer to like Women in Minnesota Like letter writers As all the sad-eyed ladies Of the lowlands <laughs> I, I mean, thought that was hilarious. In, in his defense, he's not wrong. <laughs> it's funny. He's like, it's like, so to all of you sad-eyed ladies of the lowlands. <laughs> like, why are we still hearing this song? Because it's now they got to go to like the old like Irish bar sing along. Uh, and Ryan sing and this old bay the die the die die. I don't feel tardy. Yeah, I mean, when that song starts, I'm not offended. It's fine. It's sweet. It's you gotta you know, be, you're gotta be you, in for it though. That was what was that six minutes? You gave me some insight into the lyrics that I had not had. I don't know that it saved it for me. So the music you understand is Buddy Holly. Do you concede that? Uh, you mean the chord progression? No, I mean like when he refers to in the song, like he says, "The day the music died." That was the day Buddy Holly died. And I guess you could say the big bopper and Richie Valens as well. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, I'm I don't not. Know. I'm not valuing their life at all. Right. Equally, right. just because they didn't write as many good hit songs as right. the other guy. Yeah. So no. Screw their life. Uh, I mean, I and the pilot. I don't know if if that's the intention of the song. I can't. I can't uh, be for or against it. That's just the fact. Yeah. That's what it was written about. Yeah. So, whatever. Well. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit what it's about. I don't want to hear it again. I think it was uh, like, yeah, I think it was like my dad really set it up and then I was into that for a while and then later on I realized like that shit sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. What's next? Oh, we were going to hear the Madonna version. Oh. I don't think we're going to listen to all of No, this. no. By all means. But let's just see what she did. Yeah. That fucking fake British cunt. Oh, you can dance. Long, long time ago. I can still remember how that music okay, we're done. No, 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 no. This is the bell for more. More. I knew that if I had my chance, I could make those people. I like how they go. Aye. She does a little vocal fry. Yeah, a little. It's a moment. Oh, wow. Oh, Is this, um. Is this delight? It's like video game music. Yeah, like oh. Like por- I want to play Portal to this. Right. Sounds like a keyboard demonstration, like at Guitar Center. Like, yeah, hey, right. Press the MIDI button. Let's do it. And she's doing it slower. This yeah. might take a long time. No, she didn't do all the. You can see it's gonna. Oh, we're looking at an algorithm. Shorter. We're looking at a, uh, a histogram. She doesn't do the breakdown, probably. Hopefully. But look at look at look at the the, the audio I waves here. Saw it's a, you dancing. It's a solid. You're right. Block of sound. There's no dynamics here. You're right. So Don McLean, in that way, is at least better. Yeah. This is the Prozac. Well, he probably worked it out in the bars version and stuff. That's you know acceptable for the Prozac Zoloft taking masses yeah. now. He, he probably worked this out in the bars, you know. Right. Whereas she was just like, "What do you want me to do? I've always loved that song. It's always been dear to me." I'm gonna do a version. Whiskey and rye. I don't know. She says whiskey and rye. Day that I die. 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 Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Okay, wait. All right. The chimp is hitting the bell. All right, I'm tapping out. Tapping out. Can't take it. I like uh, Get Into the Groove, and that's about it. No. Borderline? No. It's even worse. I broke up with a girl who had boundary issues. <laughs> and after I broke up with her, that song was in my head for two months. Because it had something to do or you were just like, these lyrics explain exactly what this was all about. Exactly. Keep on pushing keep on my pushing love. my love over the borderline. Borderline. Keep pushing me. Keep pushing me. Keep pushing my love. Oh, somebody turn it. Keep on pushing my love over the borderline. 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 All right. We're up to.
to a guilty pleasure here. All right. Fucking, uh... <laughs> I think I know what this is. Billy Joel! Yeah, baby. From The Stranger. Uh-huh. Move it out. All right. That's a great record, actually. This is a record that I used to hate. Yeah. I used to hate all Billy Joel. Yeah. And then I, know. I, I, I bought The Stranger because I just wanted uh, to hear uh, Don't Go Changing uh-huh. on vinyl. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, this record's amazing. Like, it is start to finish. <coughs> I just I need, take very, I need, like, uh, like you just said that the devil was laughing at the death of the big bopper. Um, yeah, no. He's, he's, you know, obviously he's a good, uh, talented guy, you know, but, like, yeah, he's a cheese ball. Yes. Like, if he took a second pass at his compositions or arrangements, he'd be amazing. Yeah, I don't but know. he he like Elton John just goes eh, good enough. Fuck. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I need to I, pee. Yeah, all right. Want to take a bathroom break? Sure. Yeah, Do we'll come back. And, yeah, so we'll right. come back and listen to some Joel. On Decker, you may not have heard of it yet, but you will. On Decker, you may not think a beer this expensive could be worth the extra money, but you will. On Decker, costly ingredients, patient aging. You don't know what a difference that makes. But you will. So, we're back. Glory ho. It'll pass you by. Glory ho. You're the wink of a chocolate and glory ho. Glory ho. Hey! Woo! Alright! Uh-huh. It's a uh, we're moving on to moving out. All right. By Billy Joel. I'm going over to the island, guys. I didn't get on the Belt Parkway. I got off at 92nd Street. But, uh, <laughs> it looks like I'm doubling back and heading up to Massapequa. But, yeah, I don't know. I like this song. Billy Joel is cheesy. We all know this. Hopefully, if not, then you're cheesy, too. But, um, he had some cool players i would say some cool cats were in his band i think he had some great players because yeah. these guys have like a funk and a swagger that's pretty cool on this tune uh, when the, the when that riff comes in funk on the guitar is a foot. okay come on come on. <laughs> come on i want you to take take we're gonna take the uh, belt parkway over here up to to Massapequa, and we're gonna get some funk with these guys when they when they get like the uh that guitar is like I'd say they're in the pocket there I'm digging oh, yeah. it oh no yeah this I'm is, digging it this is not a bad you know alright let's hear it that I like this although it's so Paul McCartney right oh totally Again, you found the soulful vocals in the backgrounds. That's a theme here, John. <laughs> Again, oh, this is like learning to fly. I didn't like learning to fly because they had those airplane parts. Yes. And, and now they, they, got, and the and now they got a motorcycle. It's like, yeah, I get it. You're moving out. Yeah. James Dean, man. But I guess it makes it theatrical. Yeah! But I like the sound of the band. I like the I like the way the bass sounds on these records and like on the Elton John those records. Dead, those dead toms. 
Yeah. With no bottoms on them. Yeah. Yeah, I like that sound. That's a great song. All right, uh, rounding out the evening. Like, we need something to feel good about. Yeah. And your choice was Tom Petty. Okay. Last Dance with Mary Jane. It just came to my mind at first. It's like, you can't really argue with this song. No, it's a good song. And he's one of those guys. It's like, I was never a big fan, but... But you realize he wrote this but later I, in his career? It was nice to know that he was there and still doing his thing. Yeah. And he wrote this song later in his career. It wasn't like, oh, it's not his first record, of course. It's great. No, he wrote it much later. And it's like, yeah, he could still turn it out. He always had classic sounds. You know? doesn't suffer too much from that like modern production that screw up like old no it still sounds like a rock production yeah he never Bruce Springsteen I was a big fan but like and I tried to hang through like the uh I'm ruining this song by talking about this but like uh the rising you know like I was psyched to hear the rising you ever hear that no that's pretty awful okay in general I mean there's some good moments but the production is bad. It uses this uh, guy, Brandon Flowers, maybe. Uh, he did like he did Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just not the right sound, for, in my opinion, for Spring for Stand. Bruce. Because yeah. it's like these big drums, like uh, right. kind of affected vocals, like right. sub bass, like no, no, synthy textures. Like I mean, if you're gonna get into an man. elaborate production for Bruce Springsteen, call Daniel Lenoir. His lyrics aren't, aren't, they're never embarrassing, you know what I mean? Like, they're just like, they're cool. Yeah. Sometimes they're profound. Sometimes you're like, whoa. But just a line like that, that's classic. Oh my, my, oh hell yes, gotta put on that party dress. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's iconic kind of now, you know? It's great. That's great. Dope. (laughs) No, there's, there's nothing wrong with anything that Tom Petty has ever done. And yet, I don't own any of his albums. I'm sure there's some duds. Of course, but I, like, I, I even like the weird one that he did with uh, what's his face from uh, Dave Eurythmics. Yeah, uh, don't come Dave around here. Stewart. No more. Dave Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Dave Stewart. Not Dave uh, don't come around here no more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, apparently, the that came out of a night of them doing mushrooms. Yeah. Well, they spent like a month together. Also, rec- after that, I think recording it. But yeah, I think they had like an initial freak right. out together. Like, yeah. But it's a great song. A great video, too. That would actually make it a, a hilarious, like, um, short movie. You know, like the night Tom Petty and Dave Stewart spent <laughs> yes. in the studio. Animated. Tripping balls. Right, like, animated you know, so you could yeah. do a lot of vomiting. And, and there's, like, some and weird, like, pants. And weird, like, homoerotic cross-continental <laughs> moments where they're just kind of like, oh, yes. is this your toothbrush? <laughs> what? Yes. So if there's any animators out there, talk to me. I'm a producer. Yeah, that's a good song. That's a good song. And it ends with seagulls. I feel I feel better. Which reminds me of. Oh, uh, I thought that was like buses of, going by outside. No, that's, that's actually, like that. I think they. That's a sample of the song "Boys of uh, the Boys of Summer" by Don Henley. Oh God. Sample of the seagulls. That is, that is the worst. Boys of Summer. Fuck the eagles. We can talk we, about can this. Can we just talk about the Eagles? Yeah, sure. Fuck the I love Joe Walsh. Okay. Yeah, so I saw that, you had Joe and Walsh. Don Felder is an amazing player, Dwayne too. Dwayne has issues about this, too. You know, our friend. Uh, 
about Don Felder. He's like a pro Don Felder. Thinks everybody else screwed Don Felder. Well, I don't know about that, but Don Felder's a good player. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. But you don't like Glenn Fry? No. 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 Though the Eagles are rock music that you can take a nap to, uh-huh. and there's something wrong with that. Yeah. If they can't wake you up, yeah. there's something wrong with that. I heard it's you. not rock music then. I hear you. You know? Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck those guys. Right. The, the 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 two main offenders are dead, and I'm glad for it. Yeah. Fuck them. Wait, who's dead? Don Henley and Glenn Fry. Don Henley's not dead. Yeah. He's dead, dude. Glenn Fry's dead. Don Henley's dead. No, Don Henley's dead, dude. No, he's not. They yes, just he is. Toured. They just toured him out of square. Where's my phone? <laughs> Look it up. He's dead. He's dead. Don Henley's not dead. He's dead, dude. Don Henley's dead. Wait. And even if he's not, he's dead. <laughs> you're already, you're already hedging your bets. No, he's dead. What do I look up? Don, Don Henley. Look him up on Wikipedia. He's dead. Uh, we are experiencing some technical difficulties, so please stand by as we uh, sort out the crew. Thank you. Ah, oh, shit, he's still alive. He's still alive. God damn it. Don Felder died and Glenn Fry died. No, Don Felder's still alive. Glenn Fry died. Joe Walsh is alive. Yes, he is. And Don did Henley's you hear alive. him on uh, WTF? Yes. Dude, the guy has been sober for 25 years, and he still sounds high as fuck. He sounds so fucked up and made me think, like, Jesus, what do you have to do to get to that point? That's pretty crazy i'm getting close <laughs> that sounded like that guy was like that guy was like going down to the trash trucks and putting his lips on the exhaust pipe but <laughs> <laughs> in here yeah yeah i don't know he was looking he was like life at the fast lane man why is don henley not dead i don't you know but uh, that's funny because well, he was one he, down two to go he would have been on one of my guilty pleasures too because i had a don henley's greatest hits record or cd and yeah, most of it sucks really bad. Yeah. But I love me some boys this summer. No, and I, I no, and I love oh. down at the Sunset Grill. Oh, I don't the, even know that, but I'm sure it's horrible. Down at the Sunset Grill. Oh, this has the fretless bass. Oh, <laughs> even worse. <laughs> Was it uh, the guy from the Firm playing it? Uh, oh, damn it. Possibly. It's, it's got a lot of reverb on Tony it. Franklin. Yeah, the fretless monster. Um, yeah, that, Sunset Grill. Um, but then you get to Last Worthless Evening, and that's pretty bad. This is the last worthless evening that you'll ever spend. You ever heard that, John Henley? What about The Heat Is On? The Heat Is On. Yeah. That's Glenn Frock. Yeah. He is on home. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Smugglers Blues. Oh. Oh. Don't make me upset this table. I had a. <laughs> <laughs> Smugglers Blues. Terrible. Yeah. Well, that was a delightful selection of uh, Shibby Songs. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for having me. You have any parting words? Um, I would just say that, like, if a song's really bothering you, just um, shut it off. Shut it off. But then, like, you know, go back to it. <laughs> say, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Do you still? Are we cool? 
and then wow. see if it's good again. But you know, it's up to you how long you want to wait between yeah, that, those two that, things. That's kind of uh, you might wait years. I, I don't know if that's good advice for the lovers out there. <laughs> all right, if a song bothers you, report it immediately. Yeah, thumbs down on all social media. If a song media. bothers you, call nine one one. Call nine one one. Being molested. Ah, the song by my ears. Ah, yeah, so uh, shut it down. Shut it down, and then go on a you know go on uh, the computer and talk about it. Tell people why. Yeah. It, it sucks. Thank you, John. All right, thank you. Well, there you have it, folks. Episode five. Took us a while to get this one out. Mom had open heart surgery. I had to move twice. Move out of here and then move back again because there was no reason to move. Then the computer shit the bed. That took a few weeks to get fixed. You know, doing this thing alone. It's not easy. There's no producer. There's no engineer. It's just me. It's just me all alone. God damn it. Can't, it's, it's hard, man. It's hard. Thank my guest John Mathias for his uh, guest vocals on the theme song. Thanks, John. Y'all have a shitty weekend, all right? 